Tom Cruise smashes his box office record with a 35-year sequel to Top Gun. It's fighter jets, it's testosterone, and that music. Oh, yeah. We're talking Top Gun Maverick on this episode of the Finding Good Podcast with Kevin and Milton. Welcome back to another episode of the Finding Good Podcast. This is where we see big box office movies. Yeah. And uh, then we talk about the different themes that we can kind of pull out of it. And so today we're talking about Top Gun Maverick, one of the biggest movies of the entire year. Yeah. We usually give a spoiler alert, but I think you've seen it already. I think the whole world has seen it. 1.4 billion yeah. at the global box office. A few people have seen yeah. it. So I guess if you still haven't seen it because, <laughs> I don't know, you're stuck in a cave for, for three months, I'm glad you're out. Yes. Pause the, the episode, go see the movie, go right now because it's that good and then come back and hear what we have to say about it. There you it. go. Before we get into it, I do want to make sure that you like, you subscribe, you ring that bell. That way you'll get notified when all the new episodes uh, are out. We're a newer podcast. We'd really love the support that way. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's just talk movie making oh, at first. You yeah. know, I, I heard an interview with the director of this movie and and how they were able to film inside of the, the cockpits of these of these jets, you know, right. they, the actors were actually in there. They weren't flying the planes, obviously, because these are multi-million, billion dollar. Oh, I thought they really learned how to fly them. Uh, no, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> but, but no, I thought that was, oh. No, you really, wow, you really thought that, huh? <laughs> No. Hmm. Okay, uh, no, they, they weren't flying them, but um, what, the, what the director did was he went to whoever's in charge of these ships, these planes, and said, okay, looked at the instrumentation panel and said, tell me everything that doesn't need to be in here for the plane to actually fly. And they said, okay, this, 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 this. So they pulled all of those what? things out and inserted cameras Whoa. into those spaces. Okay. So each plane, I forget the number, I'll be lying, you know, I'll just say a number, but it could be lying, something like seven to 12 cameras in each plane, filming into their own hard drives, I guess, and I heard it was something like 4,000 hours of footage oh, they had at, at the end of it all. Yeah. And somebody, poor editor, had <laughs> to watch all that. Probably an intern. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I mean, just, but, but it was worth it. I mean, this yeah. movie oh, it was, was just from the first sound of music to that dong yes and then <laughs> Kenny Loggins song comes in danger oh, zone yeah. i'm hooked yeah it's I'm great i'm like you got me you know what's funny is it took me back to the um, commodore 64 game what? Did you remember that? No. No? There I was had a, a Commodore 64. Yeah, there was a Top Gun video yeah, game. That must have been one of the expensive ones. We only bought <laughs> the cheap ones. <laughs> but it was just, you know, I mean, what? Was it 4-bit? I mean, yeah, there's right. nothing to the video game, but that music over and over and over again on loop. So, oh, man. Yeah, this music took me right back to my So childhood. good. And, and just such great emotion throughout the movie, a great story. There were times of laughter. There were times of tears. Yeah. It, it was just... You know, the ups and downs of, of just the emotional range this movie gave us, it it was, it was almost time. perfect. There's got to be, I know you've watched a lot of the behind the scenes videos more than I have. So uh, my son asked me after he saw it, so he's like, was everything real? And I'm like, yeah, dude, everything was real. And he's like, so the rockets were real and the, and the flares were real? And I thought, well, probably not. Yeah. They had a green screen, some of that. Right. Um, but the... 
a lot more was real than your typical movie. The, the flying was real, that's for sure. They really flew. Backgrounds, yeah, those were the real right. backgrounds. Right, um, I heard another interview, so there was that one scene where, uh, I don't remember the, the call names of all the pilots, but the, the female pilot, yeah. and, and they had a bird strike, which is when you know, right, yeah. birds go into the engine, and then, and then something else. Like, was your, that real? Yeah. I hope that was real, because I, I hate birds. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, there's a conspiracy theory that birds aren't real, that they, they're actually drones replaced by the government to spy on us. And Probably. when they sit on the okay. on the power lines, that's yeah. them recharging. I totally would believe that. You believe that? Demon creatures. <laughs> anyway, but they, they showed that footage to an actual pilot. Okay. And the pilot said, everything that happened in that scene can really happen. But almost never happens that all, like four things happened in that scene. Right. Never those four things would happen in one moment. All at once. Right. right. But all four of those things can happen. I would think planes are hitting birds all the time. Yeah, you would think so, like but. bird strikes. Yeah, maybe there's some technology, maybe there's somebody whistling or something, <laughs> or like a scarecrow stupid, on the front of a plane. Stupid birds. Yeah, dumb birds, but anyway. <laughs> but we just love this movie. We I did. mean, yeah. and, and, so much so that I'm a little jealous that you're sitting next to Tom Cruise oh, here on the video isn't, screen. Isn't he so why didn't, gorgeous? Why didn't Grady, our producer, put him on the other side? Uh, you know, I think I think the technology has its limits, you know. <laughs> but I think if Tom Cruise were to choose... He'd choose you? Be, oh, I'm, absolutely. I'm a bigger fan of Tom Cruise than you are. I mean, this is getting a little weird, but I'm still here for it. So we'll, we'll, go, to, we'll go to bats for Tom. <laughs> But did you did you have the same experience as I did? I, I saw the movie twice, maybe three times, I'm not sure. In and IMAX? I saw it once in IMAX. I, I missed it in IMAX. Oh man, it was so, so good. If they re-release it, you should check it out. For but sure. almost every time the theater was almost completely packed. Packed, yeah. Yeah. Felt good. They yeah. talked about, um, this movie was supposed to come out two years ago. Right. Like right when COVID was hitting. And it was actually pretty big Controversy. Tom said, "No, we're not, we're we're holding this." When everybody was trying to figure out, okay, when do we release this? Yeah. And then it had a release date of last summer. And then Tom, like, nope, we're not ready. I'm holding on. He knew he had gold. Yeah, for sure. And he knew that another year would not hurt the release of no. this movie. Smart decision. Yeah. And I love that experience in a movie. It doesn't happen a lot, but where the movie is so good, and the people are so invested in it engaged in the movie that there's there's clapping at the end. <laughs> That's like, it doesn't happen yeah, right, a lot, right. but it happened on this one. Yeah. And people were loving this movie. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so a couple of themes in this movie were actually pretty, were pretty deep. I mean, I think so. I think there was a lot of really yeah. good emotion in this movie. A, oh, a lot of a lot of themes about just pushing through and persevering, finding a way. Yeah, and there's a, a really good moment in this movie when when Maverick was just he was beat down, he was just mm -hmm. fired, um, and right. he was he was like, "That's it, my career's over. I've got nothing less, nothing left to give or do." And he goes to his uh, uh, lady friend, girlfriend, yeah. whatever we want to call her, um, and she she encourages him. Look, you got to find a way. Uh, and I just think this is. This is incredibly parallel to my life this past year. Really? Uh, of just a community showing up and going, this isn't the time you give up. 
you got to keep going. I, I'm I'm in a group of um, of guys right now. We're all going through a similar thing in life, and I swear, some weeks I just I crawl into that group. Wow. And I crawl out, but at least I'm crawling, right? Yeah. And that's one thing we encourage each other with all the time is like, you got to find a way. You got to keep you got to keep showing up, and you got to keep going. I don't know where I would be without that encouragement weekly in my life in this past season. Yeah. Uh, it has been irreplaceable. And so when I saw that, I was like, that's, that's legit. And, and, and this isn't just movie script. This is, this is real life. And there are times where you just feel so beaten down and out that you're just ready to quit. And yeah. I thought it was really cool that he had someone encourage him. It's not over yet. Yeah. And that's so important to have that community because it's easy to quit. Quitting is easy. And, and, yeah. and sometimes the only reason you keep going is because you have some people sometimes dragging you. <laughs> yeah. Right? right? Like, no, uh-uh. I'm not letting you give up. Right. There's no way I'm going to let you give up on yourself or your family or whatever it might be. Yeah. Uh, I've had that done for me. Uh, when I, when I was in, in my, um, doctoral studies, there was a moment I was like, I don't think I'm going to finish this dissertation hmm. and I could just say good. It'd been four years Again, of going I, to classes and shot. writing and, yeah. and it was my advisor who, who was like, Let's do this. Let's get organized. Let's put a process and a plan together, and let's get this done. And if it wasn't for her, whew, <laughs> right, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I would have done. And and now that that's beyond behind me, now I get to be that for people as a pastor. And you know, I, I see it mostly in relationships yeah. where I'm like, no, we're not. In fact. This happened uh, about two weeks ago. I had two, two guys who were really good friends, just really good friends, and something came between them. And I said, hey, let's sit down. Let's, let's, let's see what, what we can figure out. And I remember there was a moment that one of, the, one of the guys was like, I can't do this, and just stood up. And I was like, mm, I feel that. Hold on. Right. Hold on. <laughs> sit back down. Yeah. We can get through this. Mm. Be patient. Let's let's talk this through. And at the end, it turned out great. Mm. Um, and and it was rewarding. It it felt rewarding to me that I got to play that role right. for these two guys and and hopefully get get on a path of rejoining, you know, reimagining, uh, reformulating a relationship that's broken. So yeah, it's important. We yeah. need people like that in our lives. That's cool. It's cool to be part of that process as well. Um, I, I just think that doesn't happen if you don't reach out and allow people a voice in your life. Yeah. We talk about community a lot on the show. <clears throat> I think yeah. it's a huge part of life. Hmm. Um, I think it's a huge part of of just existing because hard moments come, and you need you need your you need your crew to show up for you. Right. And certainly in this time of like when you said standing up, I'm out. I've done that so many times, and a lot of times I've walked out the door. Yeah. And um, I haven't been pulled back in. And it's everybody, everybody, including me, is worse for it every single time. 
so because it doesn't it doesn't like magically disappear. The right. issue just hangs out and goes. Uh, okay, well, I'll be waiting for you. <laughs> yeah. And when you call, when you calm down, when when you figure things out, come on back and we'll be right here. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it'd be so much easier just to peace out and go. I'm not dealing with that anymore. But yeah. rarely does that happen. And it's interesting when when relationships really get screwed up, circumstances get get messed up. Life gets to a point where, not always, but it happens quite often, and we saw it in this movie where you're faced with a with a situation, and there's no good answers. Hmm. Let me give you how, how it came out in the movie. So Maverick, Maverick's friend dies in the first movie, right? right. Spoiler alert. Sorry, should have said spoiler alert first. <laughs> For the first movie, thirty five years, years ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. And his son, yeah. you know, survives him, and Maverick kind of takes a fatherly role with him. And the son now is following in dad's footsteps, right? Mom is watching this, and she's saying, I don't want my son to go down the same path that my husband did, because ultimately it ended his life. So Maverick, knowing that, because he's still close to the family, he pulls the son's application hmm. into uh, the Navy, or is it? Is, well, it was the it was the, the Top Gun program. The, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We should stop acting like we know the military <laughs> in any way, other than through these movies. <laughs> but, but anyway, so so he pulls his application. Yeah. Why? Because he knew mom didn't want him right to go into this program. Of course, the son gets mad. Like, why would you do this to me? You're getting in the way of my future. You're getting in the way of my dreams, my hopes, like my purpose in life. Yeah. And of course you would be mad if someone did that for you. He doesn't know the reason why he did it because of mom. So now Maverick is saying, okay, I'll take the brunt of his anger. I'll take the brunt of his frustration and I'll make it seem like it was my fault when really it was mom's fault because I'm doing it for her protect mom to protect mom yeah so you have this the, so now there's bitterness there's a broken relationship uh he's protecting mom so he makes this decision or he has all these decisions i could i can let him know that mom did it so that i can have a good relationship with him or i could just let him love his mom and hate me and and all these all the results of these decisions are bad either way yeah did he make the right decision i, I don't, don't know m- or was there a right decision? Right. Which is the question. And so many times in life, we get to that point where we're looking at something and we're like, oh my goodness, everything here is poop. <laughs> <laughs> right. So what do you do? Yeah, I, yeah. I, you do I one of two things. You either make a decision or you peace out. Hmm. I think a lot of people peace out. Okay. I, I think certainly when I'm faced with that, I peace out. But um, a really cool tool that okay. I have been given in this process to help make a decision. Yeah when you're faced with none of these are good options, um, is what we call the double bind. Double bind. The double okay. bind. Of course, bind meaning that, like, this is not good to be bound up. Uh, yeah. You know, it's not a good thing to, be, to, to face that. But um, when you have two decisions, you really start weighing your options. You try to get down to two. Okay, I'm going to make this decision, okay. and it's horrible. Or I need to make this decision, and it's horrible. Oh, no. <laughs> so... Make a decision okay. or tap out. 
And the goal is to not tap out. The goal is to keep pushing forward and make a decision. And so you have to weigh these things and you find that one is really the less crappy of the two. They're both crappy, but you have to choose one. And, and it's a process of making that decision and continue to press forward even when you're giving, uh, even when you're given two different options. So I think that's what Maverick faced. He's like, well, I can tell him the truth and, uh, and then create conflict between son and mom. Yeah. Or I can lie to him, hmm. which is not, you know, integrous. Yeah. And take the brunt of his anger and his blame, and now I've got to deal with it. Well, those are two really crappy options. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to choose one uh, versus just tapping out on the kid and not, not being engaged with him at all. Man, <laughs> and I, I think I have a bad crap measurer <laughs> because <laughs> so many times I've made these decisions and it's just gone horrible. But I guess it was going to be horrible either way. So... So I don't know if I were to give any advice, I'd say like you just got to be okay with crap sometimes. Well, yeah, yeah, you, uh, you just got to know what's going to happen. You got to be okay with conflict, and you got to understand that one direction in conflict is going to take you towards um, resolution, and the other direction is going to take you towards um, isolation. Hmm. And, oh, but both okay. but both ways are through conflict. Right. And so uh, you really have to keep making those decisions forward. And that's probably, if you're pushing towards resolution, that's not going to be your last decision. You're going to have to make a, another decision and another decision after that to push it forward. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. And, and, and I guess it's just getting good at, at seeing beyond the, the crap or whatever <laughs> term the we're using. decision, to, yeah. yeah. And, and being able to see... Am I moving towards resolution? Uh, because that's ultimately, it's worth, I think it's worth going through, wading through this disgustingness if I know at the other end something good is going to come of right. it. Um, yeah, and, and I guess I, I, guess I got to get better at that uh, because that, I think that would help make, make the right decision to see beyond what this is. Right, yeah. It's not easy at all because I, I think our nature is to avoid avoid the conflict, right. to avoid the pain. Um, and I don't know, for me, it has helped it has helped me make those hard decisions yeah. easier, if that yeah. makes sense. And I think one thing we have to realize is the longer we don't make a decision, at some point, someone's going to make the decision for us. Sure, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's almost never good. No. <laughs> it, yeah. it almost has more pain, has worse circumstances, worse results. So you're better off being, taking a deep breath and just going for it yep. one way or another that's and good. then just do it. All right. All right, well, Milton, that's a really good conversation. Encouragement to keep pressing towards very hard conflict and decisions. Mm. We know it's tough. We're journeying with you, so uh, thanks for coming along for the ride. Stay encouraged. And that's all we got for this episode of the Finding Good Podcast. We love Top Gun Maverick. Yep. Go see it next time I call um, by Tom. And <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> make sure to like, hit subscribe, and ring that bell so you know when new episodes are coming, and we'll see you next time on the Finding Good Podcast. Bye.